My name is Isna Tianti, and you are here with It's Real, inspired through sharing relevant expressions about living life. And what I would like to do is open up with a quote. You don't need legs to leave legacy. All you need is heart to do your part. And so without further ado, I have a guest especially here for you, Mr. Baba Ken. I'm in. And hey. what we're going to do is have my brother start out with his mantra. Brother uh, Ken, I'm in. Well, I appreciate you calling it a mantra. Um, I do believe in those. Um, greetings, family. My name is Baba Ken Amin. Uh, I am a collage of things like most of us. I'm a Baba, a musician, a poet, a writer, an artist, art teacher, uh, design wearable art. Um, I, uh, I'm a world traveler, and that would be W-H-I-R-L. Marcus Garvey said he'd meet, him in the, he'd meet us in the whirlwind, so I'm a whirlwind traveler. I'm uh, traveling to places where um, he would lead me as well as other spirit guys that I work with. Um, I, um, my poetry kind of um, goes after like the urban decay and some of the misconceptions um, that we tend to carry around living in this situation. Um, the art that I make, a lot of the clothing and art and things that I wear, I design them to awaken a person's aboriginal sensibilities to take them back to their more um, ancient way of uh, dressing and clothing themselves. Um, and I, I seek to um, express the truth. I want to know what my roots are. Uh, as I said, I'm a musician as well. So um, I try to write as many love songs as possible because I think that um, love songs are the healing of the nation and relationships and things like that. And I think that all um, brothers, should write love songs to themselves and to their people and specifically to their um, significant other because we, we you know we've got to stop borrowing other people's tunes to get in get in touch with one another so i'm just an all-around creative um i um, was born in mobile alabama but um, my father was in the military so I, i've lived lived and moved all around the world i enjoy traveling i enjoy moving because i think it's the greatest form of um, education. That's right. And I um, here, I'm based in the Atlanta area now, um, doing several projects. Um, I'm the um, artist in residence and manager at an organization called Bakumba.org. We are a uh, co-op boutique. Uh, very soon and very soon, we're going to be recruiting people to come to participate um, in our um, uh, business as either a business um, developer um, or, you know, to come and purchase some of the art. Um, I could go on, but I think that's pretty much uh, everything I'm doing right now. Well, see, there you have it. This brother is a creator because he is in the image of the creator. And so where they say cleanliness is next to godness, I say creativity. And so it sounds to me that you have been doing what you were here to do, and that is to be a creator of many things. And so I am also wearing some of Baba Ken's um, jewelry here, and I love it. I get so many compliments on it, so I definitely like to promote what is being done by those who are in the community and support our own, so I think that is very important, and I know that you are a big, huge supporter 
of those in the community. And so I'm grateful for that. So, Mr. Bobbikan, I had a lot of questions in wanting to present to you because I know that you are, I would not say one of our older elders, but you are an elder to those who are in our communities, hence you being called Baba. And if you could just give what Baba means and the significance first and foremost to our audience of why we just call you Baba and where the root of that comes from. Give praise and thanks. So yeah, um, Baba uh, in, a, in just a regular sense, it's actually a key Swahili term that means father. And like most of the conscious people, um, as, as I said earlier, I'm a father. I have, you know, uh, six children, five um, here on earth, five alive. And so throughout the, I first became, they first started calling me Baba uh, at the homeschool that we developed for um, my children, Pata Academy in St. Louis, some 20, maybe 22 years ago, 20, 20 something years ago. Yeah, about 22, 23 years ago. And so, um, I was thankful to um, receive that title and it just kind of stuck because that homeschool experience really integrated me into the St. Louis community uh, exactly how I wanted to be. I wanted to perceive, be perceived as a father. I came through that. It takes a village to raise a child era. So um, not just me, but all men um, who are willing to participate in the caring of our children in the village you know, let's begin to call them Baba as a thing of as a, as a sign of respect, because I really think we need to improve and empower and increase the respect that we have for the role of Mama and Baba in our community, because family is the quintessential element that's going to get us further, closer and back into ourselves. So I'm honored to be called Baba Kinnaman, and um, I, I do my best every day to live up to it. Ashe. So this leads me into one of the questions that I would like to ask you as far as you believing that you are here to either learn or share more in the stage of your life in which you are right now. Where do you see yourself in that aspect? Well, um, yeah, thank you for asking that. Um, because over the last, the, the most, the greatest like accomplishment I feel like I've reached is grandfather. And so, um, so many things happened to me upon the birth of my, my grandson. It just really recharged me, rekindled my fire. And it made me just think about, um, as you said, um, legacy, um, a whole and a whole lot different way. I shifted from the mentality that I had been carrying with my children of, okay, they're old enough now to, you know, care for themselves and be for themselves. And I can just step back and let them learn and support when I have to. But man, that grandson comes into my world and now I'm back on that old, I got to do this. I got to do that. I got to provide for him. I got to do that. And I, I really needed that at this time in my life. I needed a recharge because, you know, um, when you're dealing with the science of consciousness and our culture and, this, and, and our story, without the proper balance of positivity happening, you can find yourself in a, in a negative space and you can get to echo in the sentiments of other teachers in our community about how bad things are. But I'm here today to testify that 
our job as grandparents, as parents, as teachers, and as conscious people is to in, to convince our children what they are capable of. It is to convince the children that no matter what's happening out there in the world, we've always overcome those things. And it's better to teach our children what they can do about a situation than what someone's doing to them. And so now that I'm a grandfather, I, I know that there were some things that I was really trying to scare my kids into consciousness. Yes. Now I understand with my grandson, I've started with him, uh, I've started with them to really begin to form um, the belief in self that they need, you know? So, yeah. Um, you said that's, something that's, that's very it. important. And I know that there have been times that I have said something and you corrected the course of that word because it is a verse and a verse is a let there be, but you need to be very mindful of what you're stating after let there be what. And so you have what I have seen in past times is you correcting the course of our words, which goes into how do you feel that the mind can change the way we see words and how we project those words to change the trajectory of your grandchildren and those that are coming, because this is the purpose of this show. I want to assure that our elders are giving us the tools that we can actually implement, not just what not to do, but what to do to change how we're going. So how do you see the mind changing, transforming those words to be more proactive versus reactive and negative? Ashe. Um, yeah. So um, the first um, exposure that I got to the science of what I like to call self-fulfilling prophecy or proper use of the vocal box, it came from uh, the great work by Maulana Karinga called Husia, H-U-S-I-A, Husia. It's one of Maulana Karinga's, I think, best books, but maybe it's not. Most people know him for Kwanzaa. But this this concept of Husia comes out of the uh, text of Kemet, and it talks about the law that every word you say, you thought it first. Every word you say, you thought it first. So when we become intentional about our thinking through using affirmations and chants and positive self-speak, then it affects what happens. I'm, I'm a poet and um, a, a MC, and I really like to improv. And I, I somehow, some I don't know, some years ago, I learned that whenever I would come up from studying, what would come out of me in the improv situation was a resuscitation of those things that I was studying. So I, I would like to remind people, study to show yourself approved and, and then also to practice self-speak. Um, after you study, instead of just sitting back and saying, oh, that was deep, go ahead and stand up in, your, in the mirror and say back debrief yourself, play back to yourself what you just read and put your spin and your touch on it. So um, I like that. I am really big on that. And and, and that's, um, as I said, I'm a homeschool educator. So my grandson, man, he's got it coming because I'm going to be, I'm, I'm on him already, but I'm going to be on him like meticulously to get his speech right. Because it's not, I really believe that the condition of our people is because of the condition of our mouth. 
we're actually saying things. See, I want this is very important what I'm saying here. Conscious people, awakened people, woke folks, kin folks. When you wake up and bring your power to fore, the words you say come to pass. They come into this realm either immediately or eventually. And I would like all of my woke, conscious, appropriate people to recognize that if we say something wrong with the kids or we say, you know, black people ain't this or black people ain't that or, you know, all that kind of stuff. We're the ones responsible for the tone and timbre of the streets. We are the awakeners. We are the teachers. We're the street preachers. And we are the example. So we have to make sure our speech is impeccable because I'm in I'm not in the business of offending anyone. I'm in the business of embracing my cultural heritage and reuniting my brothers and sisters in the spirit of love and unity. Ashe. Ashe. I love it. I'm sitting up here as I'm listening to you. I have become more mindful of the things that I'm speaking because I know that if we speak a word and we're believing what we're speaking, it will come to pass. But we can't put to death the things that we say before it even comes to pass. We can't make it become deadened from the gate. Mm-hmm. We want it to have life. We, we want to, and that's why I believe we say speak life. So when did you come to the consciousness of knowing that your words manifested into whatever it was that you saw? You know, it, it actually started happening when I was younger. Um, I, um, <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it's a little embarrassing to say, but it's real. I, like most young people, um, I grew up, um, I had a, um, the major influence on my life was Uncle Warren Kilpatrick in Jackson, Alabama. He was in a small town, but he was a big entrepreneur. Guy had a taxi cab company, um, a confectionery in the house. Um, his brother started a funeral parlor, and I think the funeral parlor started in the house before it got a space. Um, and, I, and I'm a lifelong entrepreneur, so... It really got started when I was young, um, listening to my Uncle Warren. And um, and then we traveled, um, like I say, with my father. So I lived overseas and I, I learned um, currency exchange. At the time when I lived over in, in Vicenza, Italy, the lira, which is Italian money, was trading um, with the money. Uh, uh, it was trading eight to one U.S. So I was fascinated by how things changed how the value of that changed. And in order for me to win at that, I had to speak, uh, learn to speak a little Italian out in the economy. Otherwise they would take advantage of me. So I I started noticing that I had to speak up for myself and I've really been big on prayer. And I remember I would pray for certain things and then all of a sudden the resources I needed to get it start happening. And I just, I've just been on that track ever since. And I actually, I, even even now, the organization that I'm, I'm, I'm um, managing now, Bakumba.org, it came from me talking with um, my brother Mamadou, and he uh, we found out that we had some things in common. He's from Senegal, and he wants to do a bridge, a cultural bridge between African Americans and Senegalese. So we started talking about the drums and and all this, and now 
you know, the next thing I know, the brother hands me a key to the shop. Um, I'm in there now organizing and getting together. And um, he's, it's going to be the host of my um, Black Future lecture series. It's going to be ho uh, a host to uh, Black Hole Books, a, a company I have inside. It's going to be the host place of Mineral Deposit. Um, Empress Tahit and I have really um, put the, we, we have a really bona fide collection of Moringa and Shea Butter products that are next level. But now we're getting ready to add the Kinka Liba tea to the mix, Baobab powder, and traditional African roots and uh, uh, things like that to help fulfill our journey. So I know, I know I'm saying a lot, but what I'm saying is all of these things come into place because I spend all of my time now inside of my mind, chanting, praying, meditating, visualizing. I, I even have been starting to uproar with my friends lately. Um, my, a lot of people ask me, how do you make, how do you keep your, make your relationship last? And I tell them it's because stop talking with your mate and start doing more meditating, visualizing and praying together. A couple that meditates, visualizes, and prays together will achieve things. And that's what couples are for. We're, we're couplings. We're, we fit together to do this. So when a man and a woman find themselves in one accord and they pray, visualize, and meditate, there's nothing they can't achieve. But if you debating, chit-chatting, and chopping it up. Idle chatter. Me, it ain't going nowhere. Idle Useful chatter don't you. matter. <laughs> that's right. Idle chatter don't matter. So we have to unify in our linguistics, you know, a synchro linguistic movement. And also too, since I've been a child, I've just been working on this piece that I'm um, almost finished with called Self-Fulfilling Prophecy. And it revolves around speaking prophecy about yourself to yourself in the mirror so that all three parts of you are unified in understanding what you came here to do, Ashe. My brother, I promise you, not two days ago, <laughs> this is just a confirmation what you're saying is actual and factual. I literally had awakened after meditation, and I stood in the mirror. And I began to affirm myself in a way that I had never done before, acknowledging the God in me as alive, not some far-off entity that's so far out of reach of me, but really speaking to the very creative inside of me, it's what my words, they have power. And your words have power because if they had not and your, your uncle had not spoken into you as a child and you were able to see all of those entrepreneurs as a child, I do believe that Children need to see more of this, more than what they're doing and seeing on social media because that seems out of reach for them just to see it on media, but not really immediately in front of them and mm -hmm. tangible touching. So that is one of the questions that I have for you as well. As far as our youth, we have a lot of think tanks. What can we do? as elders to bridge these gaps as this brother has from Senegal with you to do commerce and those things. But what do we do? Because I spoke with a brother friend of mine in South Africa and they said that it's 35% unemployable youth in South Africa, but yet they're going to be the largest number that are going to be running things. But if they're not able to even work and have 
sustainability, what will that look like when they come into leadership? What can we do in collaborating with our youth, your age bracket, us in between? How do we make that gap close closer so that we're able to make sure that our youth are not in that 35 percentile of unemployment here in America like it is in South um, South Africa. How do we bridge that gap now? Okay, so this answer is going to be a little alarming for people. Um, the first thing we have to do is stop putting our children in the European schooling system. Okay. Um, the world-famous scholar, Dr. Sheikh Atadiyah, he talked about the phenomenon of colonialism where they would come in, put in their banking system, and putting their education system. And in fact, you're giving the people a cultural abortion before you do that. Once, once you do that, you've given those people a cultural abortion. So what it is, is you will always have those numbers if we use their format. You know, I respect all my brothers and sisters here in America that's running over to Africa and building schools, but it would be better to build infrastructure with your resources. Uh, Africa has more land that has um, solar power capability than any other continent on the earth. You see, we get more sunshine, a, a significant part of it is in the equatorial zone. So the first thing for us to do is to create a power grid. Secondly, we must come to the conclusion that we did not come to earth to work. We came here to ascend. We came here to fulfill our purpose. The last plantation in our mind is that thinking that, oh, we have to get gainful employment for people. Mm. No, we don't. Their system has never had employment for everyone. It's a slavery system. And we can't use any remnants of it for the tomorrow that we see for ourselves. And also too, what is happening is by people, just think about this, how many people um, traumatize their child? You're born into this world, they tell you here in the States and different places around the world, let's put them in school by in so-called head start by three years old. Can you imagine the trauma of being the center of attention of the family? Everything you say is funny. You just get used to who your mom is, your dad is, your cousin is, your uncle, everybody else. And then bam, they hoist you into a warehouse school system where you just become a number, another kid, another uh, place. That system is harsh cruel has failed us and we need to stop making a mistake of sending our children to the devil when we're actually gods and goddesses of ourselves so a stop putting our kids in school b step to include parenting let's include educating your child because the number one form of education is character education the number two form of education is value education you ain't never heard nobody say that boy acting like he ain't got no home school or he act like he ain't been to school. They say he act like he ain't got no home training. That's so we right. need to teach people to act right at home. All right. I've created an acronym and I know you're going to like this because you're Miss Acronym herself. So with home, the, I say everyone is searching to get back home. We're trying to ascend back home. What is home an acronym for? You've come here to harmonize with others. Right. H harmonize, which is the highest form of love. You've come here to oxygenate. That's meditation. You got to meditate. You got to breathe. 
You've come here to mineralize. You've got to properly mineralize your body. And then you've come here to etherealize, to become one with the ethers. Mm. You're material now, but you need to turn yourself back into the vapors, back into the gaseous being that you are so that you can unite more easily and humbly with the transition. Because everyone that comes to this planet will be leaving this planet. And we have to focus on doing what we supposed to do before we go back home. I concur all the way. That right there was powerful. And you indeed, I did love that. It is amazing how recently what you just did, I've been doing. I, I think it's amazing that we can take a word and give an acrostic poem out of it pretty much and give it its meaning instead of it giving the meaning to us, if that makes sense. Some, I may not have said it the way I meant it, but I don't want a dictionary to tell me how I see that word. There are certain words, yes. Other words like fear, no. I do not believe that it's false evidence appearing real because if it is your reality that you have a fear of snakes, for whatever reason, that's not fake. That's real. But I do give it the acronym face every adversity resiliently. Yes, I. Because whatever it is that you have um, apprehension about, I still need you to face it. I still need you to see it as being something that you have not allowed to conquer you, but you conquer it. So with all of what you have stated, I believe it is true. What I find important, though, with all of the suggestions you made in pulling our children out of schools, we know, too, that there are so many of our parents, that's all they know. They don't know anything other than but putting them in the school. That gives them a break for eight hours. That gives them an opportunity to do what you just said, go to work, which has been something that we have kind of glorified. Mm-hmm. And so I understand and I understand that that plan can be implemented because there are a lot of homeschoolers now there, especially after COVID there's been a lot of parents. The number one rising segment in the nation. Mm -hmm. You say what? That's the number one rising segment of citizens in the nation. Correct. It's, 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 it's booming. And for the record too, family, the black homeschool network, I'm going to give a big shout out to queen Thais right now. That sister is organizing the the homeschool things. I got to give a shout out to, my, my brother, Dr. Samori in New Orleans area. Um, there's an excellent homeschool community in the New Orleans area, St. Louis. Um, I got to give that to an organization that's not with us anymore, Frederick Douglass Institute plus the Pata Academy where my children um, went. It, the thing is, um, it's no, we have to like look into the future. You see? Yes. Um, and, and I love what you said. See, I'm like you. I, acronyms actually are the refining of words. Correct. You re, you really finding, and that's what our job is here. We're taking this guttural tongue that we got from these folks, and we're turning it into positive things. Hip hop started off in a very positive trajectory, yes. but then they start paying out against the rappers to send it in the wrong space. But true hip hop is that it's it's the amalgamation of the language into something beautiful, danceable, lovable, and ex- expanding. 
I'll end by saying this to make it clear. When I was a young man studying, I, was, I took a cue from Wade Noble. Um, he, he and a couple other black psychologists were saying that power is the ability to define things for others and have them believe that it's so. And in the spirit of what you just said, I, now that I'm a grown man with a full brain and, uh, you know, uh, and all that, I've def refined that definition to say that power is the ability to define things for yourself and then make it so. Ashe, power is the ability to refine and define things for yourself and then make it so. You see, that's what I teach my grandchildren. That's what I've impressed upon my children. That's the way I live. And that's my recommendation to the family. Use that vocal box, that mind and your desire of your heart to build the life you see for yourself. Meditate, visualize, visualize and pray and you're going to get it. I, I totally agree with everything you're saying because I have seen it. I, I often tell my children, who are adults, by the way, I would tell them, watch what I say. <laughs> that is powerful what I just said. Watch what I say. Not just listen to what I said. Watch what I say because I'm about to show you how my words will transform what I'm believing for into manifestation. Mm -hmm. And that has worked for me in such a way where not only has it built my faith in what I believe I say, but I'm also positioning myself to have my children look at me as a living, walking testimony of what it is and what it should look like when you begin to believe yourself. Because one thing I have learned as a parent, and I'm sure you can attest to this, that you can't make your children believe how you believe or do what you want them to do. But what you can do is model for them everything that you want them to kind of gather from watching you walk this faith thing out. And faith to me, it is kind of what the scripture says to me. It's the unseen thing that you see that everybody else can't see. But just because you can't see it does not make it ex not exist. So I Absolutely. love how faith is in that way. So according to your faith, be it so, what do you prescribe as faith for you? Aside from religion, um, so my uh, my faith actually revolves around my um, commander prayer rituals, commander prayer rituals. So um, I, I had this idea about um, about about six or seven years ago that I, I needed to start really speaking to the universe about what it is that I was needed. You know, I, I, this commitment I made, I kept saying things like this commitment I made, you know, I need more uh, increase in my life. And so what happens, a friend of mine called me, um, she was a recent entrepreneur and she says, what, what do I, what do I need to do to get this thing going? I, I don't want to go back to the job. So I said, um, have you tried commander prayer? And she said, what's that? So I sat up, you know, cause it was early in the morning when she called, I sat up and I said, universe, 
You see me here. You know I'm doing my prayers. You know I'm eating right. You know I'm loving myself. You know I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm, I'm, I'm not cheating anyone. You know, what's going on? You know, I need more increase so that I can do the work of this universe. I need more, more increase so that I can do the work of love, that I can be generous and I can give, give, give. And so I was giving her this example, right, of how to do this. And um, like I said, this is early in the morning. And I get up um, to, um, you know, get myself together because I was preparing for a morning show because this person had called before that show. And when I turned on my computer to um, get ready to do the broadcast, similar to what you're doing now, I looked on there and I had like two PayPal's totaling about like seven to $800. Wow. You see? And I was like, whoa. And so I really jumped into that from there and I start speaking to the universe in a more commanding verse because as you as you listen now to some of the, the quote unquote metaphysical speakers, there it's it's a common knowledge now that what what you desire, you speak or project onto the universe, and the emotional belief you have in it is what draws it back to the earth realm to you. So if you throwing it out there, but you don't believe it, it ain't coming. But if it's a two part series, you project eloquence into the universe, material substance, exactly how you see it. And then you emotionally reel it in through prayers of thanksgiving and gratitude to the almighty for delivering it. You see, thanking the almighty ahead of time for delivering it is the method to the magic. And we just have to understand that. Stop complaining to the universe and explain exactly what you want to the universe and then get yourself charged up emotional and gratitude and prayer and draw it back to you into your life, into your realm with the same level of fervor that I'm using to speak right now. This is how I pray now. Ain't none of that old quiet on the knees. Uh-uh, no begging. This is commanding the universe. I love it. I came I, here to do my thing. Yes. I I love what you said and the, the one of the reasons why I made a differentiation between faith and religion is what has been shown to me with religion is that little li in between the regions that they usually call little lies, white lies, but that's what divides the regions, which is the remainder of that word. If you take the li out and I realized that once that was shown to me that it is so important that we connect. I don't care what school of faith, you were under. We all went to different schools, but I'm not in rivalry with your school. I didn't go to whatever school you went to in high school, middle school, or elementary. However, I'm not in rivalry with it. Whatever you got from that school, and it is something that you can use as a positive tool to better enhance society and yourself, I think that's what you should pull from whatever your religion was or your faith base, pull those because there's no reason why we should be divided when we're all seemingly looking for the same outcome, mm -hmm. looking for the same peace, the same love, the same joy, harmony, all those things in which you had mentioned so eloquently. I believe those are the things that we should take focus on. And if we can teach those 
concepts and precepts to our youth and pull them out of the mindset that whatever religion their parents went to or their grandmothers went to, that it has to be the same thing to divide them, we will find ourselves um, kind of getting the same things, doing the same things. And that's mm-hmm. what I would love to see differently. And as you're stating, homeschooling is important, I believe, because at home, that means you get to set the tone for your home. You get to set the tone of the mindset of your children and not have someone try to indoctrinate them. I don't care on what level. Indoctrination to me is never good, especially if it's not an outcome that is going to be conducive to a positive future. So everything that you have said, Baba, has been key, key information, key knowledge. And what I would love for you to do is a lot of the resources that you had spoken of at the close of the show, I would love to be able to, um, for each guest that comes to my show, key points that you believe you would like to pass on. I want to offer that type of information that could be forwarded for those who would like to have more information about what you're doing, where you are, where they can find you. I want you to be able to give out that information and we can disseminate that to our guests. And I am thoroughly excited about this first show because I think you set the tone for the mindset of wanting to change how we think, change how we think, we'll change how we process that, and then how it comes out of this this gate right here that we have been told, even in the scriptures, it is the smallest part of our bodies, but it rules everything. Mm-hmm. It's like a ship. Ashe. Ashe, thank you, sister. I wanted to add one more thing to the faith thing. You know, I wore my uh, Rastafari regalia mm-hmm. today for the interview because I do believe and I, I am I, I, I do believe in Pan-Africanism. Um, I do understand that I was born in this hemisphere and I understand the cultural richness here. But I also um, ancestrally uh, connect with my brothers. And so I actually have added a, a taken a, a Ras in, in, in the Rastafari tradition, we refer to one another as Ras. Ras Tafari was Emperor Haile Selassie's name, but a Ras is a uh, a prince or an up and coming king. But I've turned it into an acronym and I use Ras, R dot A dot S dot to teach on something very important about human existence. And that's the reticular activation system. The reticular activation system. This is the part of your mind or your brain that regulates your, your, you know, your autonomic system is in control of your arousal and it's in control of your sleep to wake process. Ashe, the arousal or the stimulation part of yourself or the sleep awake process. These are the two th- main functions that it does, right? Now, our people, our people, I jokingly say to people to get them stirred up that I haven't slept since 1979 when I became aware of consciousness. I understand that sleep refers to closing your eyes, you know, um, but I've come to realize that you're meditating when you do that. 
You need to stop thinking that you're asleep because that's when your body is doing its best work. When you close those eyes and like slow down, stop eating and stop watching TV and stop all the other madness we do to take us away. And then more importantly, you, you learn how to control your arousal factor by getting plenty of good rest. So one of the classes I teach is how to rest in peace and live your life to the fullest at the same time. And I, t- I teach you meditation, uh, transcendental meditation techniques to understand how to activate your reticular activation system and be a Ross of yourself. Because if you can control your arousal faculty huh, and you can control the uh, sleep wake function, you are really doing a service to yourself. And I teach I teach all this in the Transcendental Magicians classes. And I also have a course called Left to Our Own Devices. And this is and I, what I do with that course is I teach people how to take that same device that's ruining your life and use that thing to refine, rebuild and regenerate your life. A phone in the hands of a fool is dangerous. A phone in the hands of an entrepreneur is a wonderful tool because we are 5D beings, 5D beings. They had to create 5G to keep up with us. You see? So family, you have everything you need, not only to succeed, but to overcome any difficulty. Every problem has an answer. I suggest you call them prancers. If you could believe that there was a reindeer that could fly named Prancer, then you gotta be able to accept what I'm telling you right now. Every problem has an answer. Every problem has a solution. All right? So let's let's wake, let's continue to um, rise and wake up family. And um, you was talking about some of the things that I'm reading right now to help along. I really recommend this one right here. This one is called Wisdom and Weeds. Um, don't let the, um, you know, um, the, um, the, um, <laughs> persuasion of the person on there can fool you. This book breaks down the 13 plants that seem to follow humanity wherever we are. Please get a hold of that book. You're going to be mind blown. I'm also dealing with, um, this here time in the techno sphere. This is by Jose Aguaris. And this is an excellent treatise right here. For all my heavyweights, you know what I'm saying? If you want to get into this, this is going to help you to walk the 13 moon calendar. It's going to help you to get your GPS, your galactic purpose signature. And you're going to be able to understand what cosmic tribe you're a member of. I can help you with all of those things. We're going to be doing that and so much more at our place at Bakumba Arts. We're at 2925 Headland Drive, Suite 550. That's over by Greenbrier Mall. Y'all know where the discount mall, y'all know where the uh, flea market is over there. I'm over in that same, right in the same parking lot where they got all that madness going on. We got the truth and the roots right there for you. We're going to be organizing trips to Senegal, Cuba, Jamaica, Mexico. I don't want to tell you about it. Like you said, I'm going to show you what I'm talking about. Yes, I love, love, love the discussion that we've had. I felt that it was very well-rounded in that you, you gave knowledge, you gave wisdom, you gave instruction, the how-tos. So for anyone that is viewing this after, you hear the words, I want you to heed them. 
because I believe that we only hear to heed. It's, it's like a seed being planted and you planted seed in the ground. I thank you for watering it, putting the sun on it so that now this can be something that can take root in those that have heard and that they may be able to grow. I want to say thank you so much for being my first guest on It's Real and Keeping It Real. And I am very appreciative of your empress for even helping bring this about because we needed this. And I always like to honor the strength behind the man. And I will never not do that, especially when I know that there is. And so I just want to say thank you. Um, although not seen, she's on the scene. And I appreciate all that you all do in the community. And I thank you for speaking life and light. Because I believe when they said, let there be light, I believe it was also being said, let there be life. L-I-F-E. Mm-hmm. Lessons in form of experiences. And how you take those experiences, I believe, is how we will either evolve or dissolve. So I thank you so much. I am grateful. And we will make sure to have all your information for anyone that is interested in following up with you. And if you would like to share before we um, close your social media, if you have any social media tags, if you have a website, a phone number, whatever you would like to share so that our guests could follow you. Absolutely. So you can find me on Instagram at baba.ken.amen. That's Instagram. You can find me on Facebook at just simply Baba Ken Amen. Ken Amen being one word. And you can find me um, on Instagram under mineral deposit underscore mineral deposit underscore. Um, In the upcoming spring, you'll be able to find me at almost all the farmers markets in the area, either myself, Tahita or my other business partners. We're going to be spreading the word about the Baba Potter, the Kinkaliba tea and just other African healing roots things and other medicines. And we're going to be sharing with people about our travel retreats. Um, you, might, you may also be able to catch me in Hot Springs, Arkansas, because we have a wonderful retreat uh, residence there. Uh, you can go crystal digging with us. You can take our crystallized being retreats from there. So just call me at 504-607-3970 or meet me over at the stores, Bakumba, B-A-K-U-M-B-A. We are at 2925 Headland Drive. That's over by Green Green Briar Suite 550. I'm just here to uh, satisfy um, the needs of people for their cultural search. And I just want to end by um, giving a nice, clear visualization of prayer and a prophecy, if you must, that soon and very soon, if not right now, we are a unified field experience. Mm. We are the result of morphic resonance. Everything I feel, you feel. Everything you feel, I feel. Everything I do, you do. Everything you do, I do. In La Kesh Alakin, I'm just another you. You're just another me. Namaste. The divine in me acknowledges the divine in you. Family, please use your best words, your most harmonic resonance, and your most pure cleansing thoughts when you think about your family in particular, but everyone else. We are all kin folks. We are all loved ones. We are one single entity. We are singularity. 
We are individuals. That's an indivisible duality between yourself and God. You have everything you need. Do what you're supposed to do. Ascend back home. Harmonize, oxygenate, mineralize, etherealize. Thank you so much, Isna. I really Thank appreciate you. you, sister. And Ubuntu. I am because you are. And we are because they were. And so I thank you once again. I am so grateful to just have this moment once again. And I pray that as you go on your day, your night, whatever it is, that as you listen to the words, that you will meditate on what you have heard, that you may become your best version of you. This has been It's Real inspiring through sharing relevant expressions about living life and life is only lessons in form of experiences and you get to choose whether you learn from them or keep experiencing them take care and have a very very blessed day